Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 936, or good afternoon or good evening. Last week, we gave a conservation salute to a famous publication, Time Magazine, for creating their new Time CO2 climate action platform at co2.com, designed to help accelerate climate action and elevate climate leaders. Well, this week, we want to take note of another famous publication, something they're doing, this time specifically about birds and birding, and that would be the New York Times and their new project called Go Birding with the Times. It's a citizen science project they're doing with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. And as the Times explains it, they'll be inviting folks to explore local birds and help scientists gather observations of the birds to fill in data gaps and give researchers a clearer picture of biodiversity. And we'll be talking a lot more about this in just another show or two from now. Well, best wishes to all our friends from the Black AF in STEM collective that's organizing Black Birders Week. The fourth annual event runs from May 28th to June 3rd. The collective seeks to support, uplift, and amplify black science, technology, engineering, and mathematics professionals in natural resources and the environment through professional development, career connection, and community engagement. Meanwhile, belated congratulations to our friend and Talking Birds Ambassador Joy Klump on her group's success in the recent Great Texas Birding Classic. Her personal team, with the very cool name of Snap Grackle Pop, documented 66 species during their regional big day, and her Woodlands Township team logged 41 species. Way to go, Joy. All right, we have audio postcards to present. Two of them that were scheduled for last week, but that fell victim to our famously poor clock management. So here they come now. First, Paul Gardner up in the mountains of Utah and Siva Gopal Narayanan in Los Alamos, New Mexico. First to Paul. Morning, Ray. This is Paul Gardner. I am on the Ephraim Canyon Road in central Utah. I came up here hoping to record. I know the pig male has been calling up here, but he's not cooperating. But you could hear robins singing. I've also heard spotted towhees, gray-headed juncos, and cassin's finches singing up here this morning. It is about 28 degrees. I'm at about 7,500 feet. There's a couple of feet of snow on the ground still. And it is a wondrous morning to be out. The birds are are making an altitudinal migration. Many of them had moved out of these high mountain valleys when it's so cold in the winter to warmer climes. Still here in the state, but down south or somewhere to the west. And now they're 
beginning to move up into the mountains. And every day when we come up, the snow's melted off a little bit more and the birds are moving up a little bit higher. It's really, really fun to see the seasonal change here in the mountains. Well, thanks, Ray. Appreciate you and your show. Have a great day. Good birding to you. Nicely done, Paul. Now to Siva in New Mexico. Good morning, Ray and friends. This is Siva coming from Los Alamos, from the backyard of our new home, facing the canyon. It's a beautiful crisp morning here. In the background, you hear evening grosbeaks, acorn woodpeckers, pigmy natatches, white breasted natatch, spotted toes, canyon toes, mountain chickadees. Oh, it's just a cacophony here. All right, have a great day. Happy birding. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, and thank you, Siva, and thank you, Paul, for those amazing audio postcards. We love getting them, and uh, if you'd like to send us one, we would love that. It's pretty easy to do, I think. Get your smartphone or some digital recording device and just go out there and describe some birds you're seeing. Get a little bird sound if you can, and uh, send us the file. Just send it to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That's Ray at TalkingBirds.com. I believe we're hearing our mystery bird. We're going to talk about another mystery bird a little bit later on in the show. But this is the contest preview, the actual contest coming along a little bit later. And this quick reminder, if you're not hearing our show live, go to TalkingBirds.com and click on the Listen button. You can see how to hear our show live with an Internet-connected device wherever you are. So, our mystery bird. A couple of clues here and some information about this bird. It's a small songbird with a deep yellow head and chest, gray wings, a greenish back, a white belly and undertail, and black eyes. Our bird, which winters from the Gulf Coast down into Central and South America, breeds over much of the eastern U.S. in wooded swamps and wooded areas near streams and lakes. And here's a well, I think this is a good clue. We'll see. It has a descriptive common name that refers to clerks in the Roman Catholic Church whose robes were bright yellow. All right, some clues there. And the sound of our mystery bird and beautiful prizes await from Brome Wild Bird Care, a Brome Mega 600 metal tube feeder with six seed ports, four-pound seed capacity, and a patented seed tube ventilation system that permits humidity and hot air to escape through the vents at the top of the feeder, replacing it with fresh air. Pretty cool idea. That's one prize. And then from Wisdom Supply, providers of plastic-free school and office supplies, a $20 gift certificate. We have a couple of other prizes lined up today that we'll talk about here coming up. That's a preview, though, of our Mystery Bird Contest. Here's our salute to more of the Talking Birds and listeners who have stepped up uh, to a new level and become Talking Birds ambassadors, helping us get the word out about our show and about birds and conservation. And we send out little cards to our ambassadors, and at their leisure, they hand them out to friends and neighbors. And we want to say uh, hello and a special thank you today to uh, a couple of ambassadors uh, whose name, for some reason, I don't have written down here. Now, I'm not sure how that happened, but I'm going to fix that shortly. In the meantime, uh, let's hear from an ambassador about why uh, he kind of became one. I'm for the birds. 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 I'
My name is Michael Carroll in Cloverdale, California. I became a talking bird ambassador because I love teaching, and as a park ranger, I've led many birding tours. And once I found out about the show, I was able to uh, tell other people about it. And then once finding out about being an ambassador, I was on board immediately. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Join today, and thanks. And I think we found the ambassadors that we wanted to say hello to and thank you to on our show today, this being the uh, 28th of May as we do our show live. So thank you to Charity Hagen from Wildemar, California. Thank you so much, Charity, who was, by the way, our 800th ambassador at the end of March. And thank you to Linda Gardrell from South Kingstown, Rhode Island. Thank you so much to all of our Talking Birds ambassadors. Still to come on our show today, we'll talk with child psychologist Geraldine Oedas Sesse about how she incorporates the wonder of birds into her work with children and about her new children's book, Melusine, Birds of Many Feathers. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us uh, for an almost live from the archive installment of Let's Ask Mike about baby birds in the backyard. And up next, we extend our range to South America to hear a good news story about today's featured feathered friend. Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching... Antiochia. More about that later. Antiochia is a department or state in northwest Colombia, mostly within the Andes Mountains. And it's the home of today's featured feathered friend, the Antiochia brushfinch. It's a large, toey-like bird with a rusty crown, a black mask around the eyes, and a white throat. And we're featuring this bird because of some exciting news about it. The Antiochia brushfinch was first scientifically described in 2007 through three museum specimens, which had previously been misidentified. Then in January 2018, an engineering student from the town of San Pedro de los Milagros noticed on his way to Sunday Mass a bird that looked just like the Antiochia brushfinch in his field guide, which noted that the bird might be extinct. That sighting led to an official rediscovery. Great news, although subsequent expeditions revealed that only a handful of the birds remained and that the habitat they favored was rapidly being cleared for grazing and farmland. Without steps to save the territory that remained, it was believed that the species would disappear forever. So, a consortium of conservation groups, including Conserva Aves, the Rainforest Trust, and the American Bird Conservancy, acquired 880 acres of land north of the city of Medellin and created the Antioquia Brush Finch Reserve. With increasing agricultural pressure on the bird's native scrub habitat, and the effects of climate change. And with fewer than 100 individual birds remaining, this reserve could save a species that almost went extinct before researchers even knew it existed. The new reserve, by the way, will also help protect other bird species, including the endemic black-throated flower piercer and a potential new species of antpitta, 
along with several imperiled native plant species. There are still threats to be overcome and lots more work to be done, but a big first step has been taken to help ensure the survival of today's Talking Birds' featured feathered friend, the Antiochia brushfinch. And as we started to say, it was presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Welcome again to our show, number 946, I think that's right. Dr. Geraldine Oedis Sessa is a licensed psychologist and children's book author. She was an adjunct associate professor of pediatrics at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. She was associate director for the Institute for the Study of Child Development. She held joint faculty appointments at Rutgers Graduate School of Applied and Professional Psychology and the Graduate School of Education. She was an advisor and principal investigator for Sesame Workshop and serves as an advisor to WNET 13 New York, PBS Kids Shows, and other community-based organizations and programs. And she joins us now to tell us more about her work and about her new children's book, Melusine, Birds of Many Feathers. Good morning, Geraldine. Thank you, Ray, for having me on your wonderful show. I'm happy to be here. Well, you're very kind, and thank you. We're most happy uh, to have you. Um, Certainly want to ask you about uh, your book, but let me ask first about how you use birds and birding in your work as a child psychologist. Well, everything that we do, whether we're birding or bird watching, um, is actually very mindful. And so the techniques that I teach children in the play therapy room or in my clinic, you could actually learn naturally through birding because we're quiet, we're paying attention, we're taking deep breaths, we're meditating, even as a bird photographer, which I love to do. You know, you take those deep breaths when you're taking pictures of those birds. Mm -hmm. Um, You're very attentive to the birds that are around you and your eyes and ears are keen, you know, to how they sound and what they look like. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very meditative and very mindful and relaxing for kids. Uh So the book is called Melusine, Birds of Many Feathers. Um, who is Melusine, and what is she setting out to do in uh, in the book? Uh, Melusine is a actually very unique. She's a biracial birder. She's half Filipino, half French. I wanted my character to be diverse um, because it's missing in children's literature. So it's mixed kids who often feel like they don't fit in a, a certain box. And they have a unique journey in terms of finding their place in the world. And it starts off with a mystery. She hears a sound and she's wondering what that sound is. And as she explores her backyard and her neighborhood, she notices the diverse birds that are there and the different bird songs that she hears. Um, At the same time, she realized the connection with the diversity of people that she meets in the marketplace and You know, as she's looking for this bird, um, she meets, you know, she hears different songs in different languages that is emphasized in the book. And um, in search of, you know, her mystery bird, she finds herself because the mystery bird is very similar to her. All right. Should we reveal what the mystery bird is? Or this? Um, Maybe not. Maybe Maybe not. 
That would yes. con- that would confuse our mystery bird contest anyway, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, if we did, if we if we did that, so yes, a multicultural book and multilingual. You have French in there and Spanish and Tagalog from the Philippines and a little bit of Japanese in there as well. Right? This reflects your background. Yes, different somewhat. languages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To kind of equate for the different bird songs, too, is emphasized. Your background is from the Philippines. Yes. And uh, we should mention, by the way, this is uh, AAPI Month, Asian and... uh, uh, Asian American Pacific Pacific Islander Islander Month. And it's also, also Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, which is perfect for the book because... It, um, it's about multiculturalism, multilingualism, biodiversity, and as we know from research, birding um, decreases anxiety, depression, and basically increases overall, um, overall mental and physical well-being. Mm-hmm. What's the age group, by the way, that uh, this book is aimed at? Uh, four to ten. Four to ten. And Millicene, mm-hmm. just quickly tell us about that name. There's a little story there, I think. Yes, I never realized until people have asked me about her name that she's a mermaid or and the symbol for Starbucks, um, you know, their logo. <laughs> and I never knew that. I never knew that there was mythology behind Melusine's name. Um, where it comes from was a movie that I watched. It was a Holocaust movie called Sarah's Key. Mm-hmm. And they had a wonderful young actress named Melusine Mayons. And I fell in love with that name because it was different um, and it was beautiful to me. And it reminded me of my favorite um, children's picture book growing up called Madeline by Ludwig Babelman. And I love the Madeline series. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a Melusine series where she has these birding adventures, but also discovering you know, about herself and about people mm-hmm. um, and the mental health aspect of birding. And speaking of series, this is the first in a series, right, of these books? Yes. It starts out by opening your door outside to your backyard. So I wanted to introduce that to children, that they don't need to go to the park or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They can just go to their backyard or front yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the beginning of birding. Uh-huh. Uh, and by the way, you had a successful Kickstarter uh, launch for the book, and now I believe it's available for pre-order through Kitty Winks Publishing, Kitty Winks Publishing, and then widely available, what, at the end of June? Is that all right? Yes. So in kittywinkspublishing.com, it's available um, on the website starting tomorrow with a special, and then at the end of June, you know, I'll put it up in Amazon. Mm-hmm. Our guest Dr. Geraldine Oedis Sessa, and the book is Melusine, Birds of Many Feathers. Geraldine, thank you so much for being with us, and congratulations, and good luck with the book. Thank you so much, Ray. Coming up next here, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. 
And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There's a sound of our mystery bird. And by the way, I mentioned about prizes. We have that beautiful Brome Wild Care uh, Brome Mega 600 metal tube feeder with the patented seed tube ventilation system and that Wisdom Supply $20 gift certificate. And here's our extra little prize this morning, and it's a, a copy of this beautiful book, Melusine, Birds of Many Feathers by Geraldine Oedas Sessa. It's a beautiful book, and uh, that's a little extra prize here. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. That's 781-837-4900. Our mystery bird is a small songbird with a deep yellow head and chest, gray wings, a greenish back, a white belly and undertail, and black eyes. Our bird winters from the Gulf Coast and down into Central and South America and breeds over much of the eastern U.S., in wooded swamps and wooded areas near streams and lakes. has a descriptive common name that refers to clerks in the Roman Catholic Church whose robes were bright yellow. A little offbeat clue maybe there, but those are the clues on our Mystery Bird contest. And remember, no correct answer means we'll do a drawing for the winner. So if you'd like to take a guess at it, that would be just as good as giving a definitive answer. And in either case, the number to call is 781-837-4900. And as always, we urge you to call S soon as you can, so we'll actually have time for the contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. Meanwhile, let's ask Mike, almost live from the archive in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all, along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for, in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talking Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Mike O'Connor down there at the Bird Watchers General Store is hearing from a lot of people these days about baby birds in the backyard and what to do about them. And uh, he never grows tired of hearing those questions. Well, maybe he does. Let's find out. <laughs> Good morning, Mike. More importantly, I'm excited about the new food you invented, Seward. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I, I was hoping that? you would stock that and get, kind of start us off there and uh, be a big I enterprise. Right. I think I think we're on something good. I let's, think uh, and fruit. I don't know if you that. caught that. Oh, yeah. We also had fruit, which is another thing that uh, <laughs> there may be some spoilage issues with that one, but uh, we're going to work on. We're going to work out the kinks. Yeah, on yeah that. exactly. Yeah. So uh, I've got a lot of calls. Yeah. And, um, uh, about baby bird, and this is the kind of time of the year I think a lot of people um, that are doing landscaping or they have landscapers come in and, and trim the bushes and they end up with uh, 
a nest on the ground or a storm spring storm comes through and they find baby birds on the ground and what do you do um and two things to do first of all uh, a little bit later in the season we see a lot of fledglings on the ground those are the big birds that um get a little bit too big for the nest and they either jump out because they can't stand the, the crowd or they get pushed out by a sibling and those are the birds that are moving around. Usually you see robins and cardinals on the ground. If they're feathered and they're moving, the thing to do is nothing. Leave them alone. Keep an eye on the kids and the pets. But other than that, the parents will take care of them. They'll continue to feed them. They chirp. It. The babies chirp, and the parents come down and feed them. There's really nothing you can do to just kind of leave them alone and give them some space. If you find nestlings on the ground those are those uh, those ugly little baby birds with a few feathers and maybe their eyes are closed but they they can't move those birds need to be put back in the nest and those usually are the ones that get pushed out when there's some landscaping or a storm blows them out find a nest and just put them back and that old wives tale the birds the mothers smell them that's just silly talk hmm. they don't care just put the babies back in the nest if you can't find if the nest is also destroyed Get a strawberry basket or a Tupperware container and, and mm-hmm. fill some holes in the bottom. And I had a customer who did that and then zip-tied it back in the area where the nest came from and put some nesting material in there, even if it's makeshift, and the parents came right back. So get the nest or the babies back up in the nest as quickly as possible. But there's a, there's a time here because those birds are unfeathered and they're not protected as well as the, the, you know, the mobile fledglings are. So you've you got to act quickly. And, and hopefully the parents return. Don't disturb them, but step back in the distance and, you know, give them an hour, a couple hours or so, see if the parents return. Mm-hmm. More often than not, they will. Mm-hmm. If they don't return, then the next step is you can't raise them yourself, but run in the house, get online, and punch up, like, the nearest wildlife rehabilitation organization. Yeah. They're all online, and, and you contact them, and they'll take you the next step. You might have to bring them to one of those people that have the facilities and the material and, and to, to help the baby birds. All right. You don't want to be doing that thing, bringing the birds in and try to feed them with an eyedropper. Right. None of that. Yeah. And, you know, I tried it once. I used to regurgitate worms to them, and, and that was just disgusting. No, you really can't. No, never feed them. Never offer them water. Never offer them any food. None of that. Get them back to the parents, which is the best thing. And if there's no, if something happened to the parents and you know the parents aren't around, contact one of these wildlife places. Don't try to do it yourself. Don't try to do this at home, as they say. Yeah, that's right. Or, at worst case, give them some... What was that word you invented? Brew it. Give yeah. them some of that. Give them that. They'll be okay. <laughs> All right. Mike, we'll talk to you next week. You got it, man. Birdwatching Magazine has a new membership program. Benefits include detailed bird ID articles from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley, tips and stories about bird photography, access to quarterly e-workshops on identifying and photographing birds, and complimentary print and digital subscriptions to Birdwatching Magazine. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com slash memberships. I think, I think we are um, going to have time for our mystery bird contest with a caller here from the great state of California, and that is Charity. And good morning, Charity. Good morning, Ray. Good, good morning. We don't have that many callers named charity and i'm going to kind of guess especially (laughs) since you're here from california that you're our charity we mentioned a few moments ago and you are yes i am (laughs) did i get this right you are a our 800th ambassador yeah wow yeah yeah you're you're correct thank you for that and congratulations again 
for uh, thank you. I, I woke up early this morning just to listen to your show live. Oh well, thank <laughs> you. I, I hope you've gotten through it all right so far. Oh yeah, it's been wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, our Mystery Bird Contest uh, charity, you heard uh, the clues and uh, prizes and all of that, and the next step would be for you to maybe tell us what that bird is or what uh, what you think it is. Uh, is it the prothonotary warbler? I think for sure it is, yes. The prothonotary warbler. <laughs> it's that fascinating name after the Roman Catholic Church um, clerics in those bright yellow robes. Anyway, beautiful job, and I don't think we have room for a bonus or time for a bonus question, but we do have those prizes, including uh, that beautiful Millicene Birds of Many Feathers book, so we'll be including that. Yeah. As, okay. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Charity, thanks for calling. Take care. Bye-bye. Charity out there in California correctly identifying the prothonotary warbler is our mystery bird. Next week, we'll be talking with a man from Massachusetts who's leading a big group of birders who pick up litter while birding. That's plurting, of course, and in, in hoping to inspire other groups around the country on our show uh, next time. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with a VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.